This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, Joyful Courage community, welcome back to the final day of the Zero to Five Mini Summit with Julietta Skoog. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Casey. I'm so happy we're doing this together. I know, me too. <laughs> so it's fun. awesome. It is fun. I know. And I'm really... I really want this mini summit to turn into like a greater summit and then really it just be like our time together every week. I know, right? We could just do one every week. Let's mm-hmm. do it. That would get my podcast numbers up, wouldn't it? Oh, added things. They already are doing great. Your podcast is phenomenal. It I'm is. just thank you. Thank it's you. growing. It's yes, so fun. And before we get started today, Jules, I really wanted to make sure because and listeners, I know a lot of you recognize Julietta from other times that she's been on the podcast. She's talked about family meetings really early on. She talked about um, taming the the toddlers. You came on with your business partner and talked about Sproutable. We did a whole episode about Sproutable, but I want to give you a chance right now, just because we have a captive audience. Will you talk a little bit about your work and the development of your company Sproutable? Sure. So I have been doing, I've been teaching positive discipline classes to parents for the last eight years or so, um, really all ages. But my day job is as a school psychologist and school counselor. And I am in mostly elementary schools, um, but have a strong clinical background and focus with the preschool and the, the, you know, kind of call it the pregnancy to to preschool. So that's definitely been, has always been a passion for mine and um, have been doing positive discipline from an from an education standpoint, again, in those early years and in the elementary level for the past 15 years here in Seattle. So where my business um, has grown was just me really teaching these classes. And then I teamed up with Alana Beebe, who's amazing. She's my business partner. And the last two years, we have formed this powerhouse called Sproutable. And we've focused just on this pregnancy to preschool age. And we have been synthesizing all the content, all the work that I've been doing for the last 15 years as a parent educator and as a psychologist, and we're synthesizing it into fantastic online content. So videos, question and answers, 
great blog content, really user-friendly website where you can access tons of free content um, online, but also really finding this niche with the video component as well. And we are developing a super exciting online content course-ish that's going to be debuting this fall. So you'll be able to get a whole package with all these little videos and more. Yeah, so great. So listeners, after you listen to this show, check the show notes and you'll see a link to their website. And they, you guys already have some really, I get so sucked into your website, first of all. It's so cute. Oh, thank you. But I love the little videos that you have already created. So these aren't like Julietta talking at the camera. There's a little bit of that, but it's really people in action with children engaging in the tools that the video is about. And I think that that is so powerful to see. Exactly. And my deal is I'm also a mom, I should say. I've got an eight-year-old. I've got a five-year-old. I've got my third due in seven weeks. Oh so I also am coming from a from a parent where I don't have time. I don't have time to sit down and watch a 60-minute webinar of a talking head. Yeah. So th that's actually what we're doing. We're synthesizing it into these three to five-minute videos where you can get you know, two hours of a concept zip right into that three to five minutes. And I'm so proud of our scripts and I'm so proud of the way that we've been able to convey concepts in a really um, visually quick way. Yeah, it's awesome. Everyone go over Thanks. there after you listen today. So I also Thanks, want, Casey. Yeah, yeah. I also want to acknowledge the Joyful Courage community for really showing up here for me, for us with your questions and your honesty. It isn't always easy to share when you're feeling overwhelmed or stuck and living with kids under five can be a really challenging experience. And it's like, like lately the metaphor I've been noticing is coming up for me is, you know, we're, we're getting close to April here in the Pacific Northwest and it is cold and it mm -hmm. is gray and it is raining and it feels like spring. Torture. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like torture. And it's a lot like parenting really young kids like will we ever right. get out of diapers will I ever be able to leave right. will it ever be uh -huh. you know and that's mm -hmm. kind of like the weather right now but it takes well, a lot out of us yes and I think the other thing I just want to say that I appreciate about your listeners and your tribe that you've created Casey is that um you know it reminds me actually when I had a miscarriage before my first and my my reaction besides just in incredibly emotional and physical pain was nobody talks about this. Like, why doesn't anybody talk about this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, unless you have a community that is brave enough to say, here are the challenges that I'm having. Here are the questions that I'm having. Here's what it looks like in my house. Then we aren't able to normalize it and we're not able to get support. So mm -hmm. it's so awesome that you've created this space for your listeners and um, followers to just ask those questions, to show up, to um, share with each other. So, yeah. Because otherwise we couldn't do this work, right? right? I mean, if we don't know what's going on, what the challenges are, then how are we supposed to respond? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And we talked in the, the first day about development and about the, what was the word that you use? Relentlessness. Yes. <laughs> of of parenting early. under five. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that really we are being called to, um, oh, hello. Sorry. Um, we're being called to show up as our best selves, even as the little humans in front of us are pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing us towards this, this what feels like the edge. And so for our final day of the mini summit, you and I are going to talk about self-care, which is one of yes. the most important pieces for keeping sane 
while parenting these young kids. And again, I'm pulling questions that came from you all, from you listeners, from the community. So the very first question is um, from Carly, Mama Carly, asking, how do I look past the dishes and the laundry and take time for myself? How do you answer mm-hmm. that when, when, when that comes up in parenting? So this is a great question because that's, that's the, the, the relentlessness of this life where you can get into a place where you are never, um, you're never done. It's like the, the laundry pile keeps growing. The dishes keep growing. Like you can never get out from under it. In fact, I have a a dear neighbor friend who said with her third, you know, she littles, like, you know, three kids, like five and under. And she said, it was like the laundry that took me down. Like that was like, finally where I had my nervous breakdown when it was just like, I could not get on top of it, you know? Um, and so, so the reality that I live in is that, you know, I wish you could say, don't, don't worry about it. The laundry will be there tomorrow, but it's not, it's going to keep growing. So for me, this is where that my mindfulness practice has come in and has been a real, um, game changer. It's been a real Jedi mind trick for me. And I've, I've done yoga for 20 years, but, um, it's really a, the mindfulness piece. It's, it's different. And so what I mean by this is that I had to find a way to, to find that, that self-care and that nurturing while I was doing the dishes, Mm -hmm. while I'm doing the laundry, while I'm cleaning the kitchen, while I'm picking up the toys. Because if you keep waiting for that moment to have the reset or the fun time with your kid, then there's just, there's just not enough of that. Like you'll just constantly feel depleted. So I have found ways where that make those things just more nourishing for myself. So I've become really conscious about the music that I listen to when I'm doing dishes or when I'm in the kitchen. I've become really conscious of saying to myself, this is dishes time. Mm -hmm. This is laundry time so that I don't feel stressed that I should be doing something else. Mm -hmm. I just allow myself, this is my time to be doing it, like indulge in it, right? Um, You know, when you're folding laundry, and I, I do have to say, actually, I've my husband folds all of our laundry because he watches <gasps> sports constantly. So I'm like, if you have time to watch sports, you have time to fold laundry. So <laughs> it's a win-win. So I will say, if you have a partner that is watches games all the time, throw the basket of laundry in front of him or her. And um, so, That's you know, awesome. if there's a way that you can be like, get caught up on your show at night while you're folding the laundry. So I think it's really, it's not about just stop like pausing and not doing those things, but like, how can you make them more enjoyable? You know, how can you have your kiddos helping you? So you're having this connecting time during it as well. How can you, you know, do you have your sparkling water with like, I'm obsessed with blood oranges right now. So I like, I make sure when I'm doing the dishes, I literally have it in a wine glass, mm-hmm. sparkling water with a slice of blood orange that I, at least I'm like having this little sip of goodness while I'm doing the dishes. You I know? love that. I love that. And I do the same thing, especially with the laundry. I'm the, I'm the folder of the laundry because it's the one place that I cannot seem to release control. <laughs> okay. Control top card. Love it. So yep. I just fold the laundry. And as long as everybody gets it into the space where it needs to be, and it sometimes it grows into a giant pile that I get to watch an entire episode of Grey's Anatomy while I fold it and it's it is it's a little escape Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. a little escape and I also think that we set ourselves up when we feel like there's some destination to get to with the laundry or the dishes because 
that's just, it's continuous. It's just- And that's the mindfulness piece. So mindfulness is really about being where you are, being in the present moment without judgment. So there's not about where I need to go or when I'm done or that it's not about the future or the past, but like, you know, really what am I doing right now? And, and I, I just remind myself like this is my life and I refuse to be, I refuse to feel trapped. Mm-hmm. I just refuse. Like I just, it is my, like I own this. You know, and so I think I'm, I'm, I'm really conscious about if, um, anyway, I could get into that a little bit more, but I think with little kids, I think it's just the reality that like, there is no end in sight. And so you've got to make it, um, make it a little bit more enjoyable and a little bit more calming for yourself. Yeah. Get like, like splurge. Like I just recently splurged on the good smelling hand soap that I put at my sink and it has like made a total difference in my life. I always used to get the cheap stuff and I just like totally splurge on like the really good smelling one. And it is lovely when I'm at the sink to wash my hands with that, you know? Well, and it's also a place, especially with littles, because we, I think that we're really good at compartmentalizing things like time for self-care, time for chores, time for playing. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the scarcity mindset where there's not enough time. And the first thing that goes is self-care. Mm-hmm. Yes. And remember, there's so many places where we can be, and I'm hearing you talk about this, where can we overlap? Where can they become, mm-hmm. where can it be self-care chore time? Where can it be? Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. 
When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. kid, you know, special time, chore time. I mean, how many Mm -hmm. two-year-olds don't love to pull a chair up to the sink and play in the soapy water while we do the dishes? Right. Um, And that's where I think those places, right? Looking for those places of overlap, I think is really helpful for parents too. And I think, you know, particularly with the early, with this age range, it has to be, it has to be part of a routine and part of your structure. So like you're saying, so the kids know, like, mm-hmm. this is the time when we're doing it. Di- like, we always do dishes after afternoon, or we're always doing dishes after the nap time, or those kinds of things so that it's built in so you don't feel like you should be doing something else. It's like, no, this is the time we're doing it. Yeah. And I think um, the other little tip or trick that I have is, um, and I'm, so I'm both, like, a working full-time mom, but I also, with my schedule, have had, over the last few years, a couple of the days where I am home mm-hmm. um, with my littles. And so... There's the nap time part two where I am super like, what even is the word I'm trying to, but I'm protective. I'm so protective over nap time and quiet time. So here's what happens developmentally is that I have parents that will say, oh, they're, they don't, they drop the nap or they buck the nap or they're over it or, oh, my kid doesn't. Mm -hmm. So they, there's a time around two or three, I would say closer to three where they stop napping and you think, oh, they're done with that. And so then suddenly your day is like the longest day in the history of the world. Right. (laughs) But if you keep that, if you protect that time, if you protect that quiet time and let them play quietly in their room And I will answer the question, which is they tear it apart. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you protect that time, that was the time when I could nurse the baby. That was the time when I could lay down. That was the time when I could watch that cooking show Mm -hmm. and prep the dinner, which which was soothing for me, whatever it is. But protect that quiet time, protect that nap time. And don't be so don't be so worried that they're sleeping or not sleeping, but just teach into I trust you to play independently and quietly. Okay. And then my last thought is that I think, you know, I don't trust my sleep deprived person that I am, like who I am in the middle of the night versus who I am first thing in the morning. And so unless that self-care time is scheduled, is automatic and is part of a routine, it just doesn't happen. So for the other pieces, like the ex, you know, the exercise, the walks, the, um, whatever it is, the coffee with a friend once a week or the phone call or, you know, those things, it has got to be part of your routine. Like you've got to know every Tuesday you go to that exercise class or every Friday you get that phone call because until, you know, just, that's just our human nature. So I think that is also super important for us parents with kids, um, with littles is that it's just got to be on the schedule. It's got to be part of the routine, no asking from your partner if you can get the time off, you know, so really just looking at what you, what you, what you're existing with 
and what you can um, put into the schedule and just and just have it be automatic. So there's no question. You don't yeah. have to battle with yourself internally. Should I go? Should I not go? Can yeah. I go? It's just, nope, you do it. Yeah. And I think that checking our self-talk too, because if we're continuously talking about how we're so busy and there's not enough time, then mm-hmm. there, there's not enough time. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was something that came up in a, a podcast a few weeks ago with um, Tamara talking about the work that I've been doing with Momentum Education. But like we create that. So that's what if the there scar- is That's time? the scarcity mindset. Yeah. Like if you are only focused on that, you have no time, then you have no time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm sorry, I have to say one more. Th- I know okay, I said it was my last thought, but I do <laughs> think because this comes up in my classes a lot for parents where we are also in this uh, super mom, super dad era that we think it's it's a badge and a murder that we don't have time for ourselves mm-hmm. or that we don't do that um, and that that's a cool thing, you know, that we do it all ourselves. Right. And um, when you really realize that in order to show up and be your best self, that it actually is part of parenting. Like mm-hmm. it's part of your job as a parent to self-care. It isn't optional. Yeah. Um, and we can only really be effective with our t- – at we can only be effective, um, you know, in, in the best way if we've taken care of ourselves yeah. to use the tools. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. So another mama chimed in, Anna chimed in, we're going to kind of take a left turn here. Um, mm. and what was important to her that was highlighted is for parents to have the courage to ask for mental health help when they need it. Um, that many, she just reflected that many women, and I know she's shared her own experience in our community, but many women don't have a strong support system and need strength to research an entourage of safe professionals for assistance. Like, what are you noticing with the people that you work with, Julieta? And how do we know, what would you say, like, how do we know when we really need to be asking for help versus, oh, I'm just having a rough day? <laughs> That's oh, totally this is question. such This is such a great question. Because the reality is we shouldn't have to ask that question. Mm -hmm. We should all get help regardless, right? Wouldn't it be lovely if we all had a therapist just on staff? I mean, you know, I don't think there's any barometer, frankly. And so I always think of it as having a team. Like start to get your – and this is actually, you know, for a lot of my 30s, I realize now looking back – now that I'm in my 40s and I wish I'd done it earlier is collecting this team. So I know for for like for a long time I didn't even have a good I had my OBGYN but I didn't have a good physician. Like I didn't have somebody that I went and checked in with once a year that and got my blood work done and things like that. So um so I think first is just from a prevention place. So not even worried about what, do I need it or do I not, just starting to assess, do I have a good team? Mm-hmm. So that if and when something does come up, you know who you can go and talk to and ask for their referrals and you can ask for their professional support. Um, so maybe that's a naturopath. Maybe that's a, a general practitioner or physician um, that's different from just the specialist that maybe you go to. And... Um, and then I think this the signs absolutely when for these early years, you know, any of those red flags for postpartum depression. And I do think our OBs do a great job of checking in with us about that. But mm-hmm. don't feel, you know, you only have those 10 minute quick check ins, but use that time with them. Those are the people, those are the physicians that you do want to reach out and say, is this normal that I've been crying constantly for the last 27 days um, and I feel so blue and I don't really want to be holding my baby right now.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. Um, that like my miscarriage story is so much more common than you think. And we don't talk about it. We don't talk about the postpartum depression. Well, and do you think at all? Yeah. Is it something where, because I know sometimes maybe we power through those early months Mm -hmm. and then we have find ourselves with an 18 month old and we're still feeling, you know, I think that blue yeah. yeah, or an attached or yes, absolutely. So the earlier, the better. And so your, so in this case, definitely your, your physician is a great person to talk to. They, they even have checklists now. Um, I know for, for my first, that was, a, it was, I was very, very blue. You know, I was really sad in the beginning. I cried. I was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I had a, so it was, it was important for me to be able to talk to talk to somebody about that. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, all of those signs, you know, um, feeling the blue, feeling hormonal, feeling, um, like you're not sleeping well, even though of course we're not getting lots of sleep anyways, but like when you finally do get your sleep that you're not sleeping well, um, if you have any changes in your appetite or diet or things like that. And then, um, for the, in terms of like knowing who to reach out to, um, certainly starting with your physician is a great start and, and, getting that team and making sure, you know, what the other thing that I tell parents, um, in both my school practice and, and, uh, parenting practice is it's, you sometimes have to search around until you find that person that has a good fit. So don't feel like if you, if you have gotten to the stage where you're meeting with a therapist and it's not the right fit, you think, Oh, see, therapy doesn't work for me or, Oh, I don't really need it. Shop around. Sometimes it takes three to five different people before you're like, Oh, 
totally like that. This is my person, you know, there's so many people out there doing this kind of work that it really relationship, relationship, relationship really Mm -hmm. matters. Yeah. And I love what Um, you said that it's more common than you think. Like, I think they're like release any kinds of shame around it. This is biology. Absolutely. And to me, like I said, you know, get on the other piece. And again, we're modeling for our kids. We want them to be independent. We want them to have really good um, health, Mm -hmm. personal health and physical health and mental health. And so we're showing how you do that. And part of it is maybe checking in with what kind of insurance do you have? What does your insurance cover? Mm -hmm. So you don't feel financially stressed and get looped into somebody who maybe is amazing, but you can't afford, you know? don't start with that person. Like start with your insurance and find out whether it covers. Like you'd be amazed. I didn't even realize that my insurance covered like prenatal massage. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So this, this pregnancy, finally third pregnancy run, I'm actually like taking care of my body and it's covered, you know? So, um, good. Cause you're so old. (laughs) (laughs) In your full crazy girl. So, um, so yeah, so I think it's also just, you know, really looking at what is my, what's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Love it. Great. Mm -hmm. Great, great, great. And so finally, I love this is that this is the last question from Mama Sarah. And I think that it ties in really well with um, what we talked about yesterday and development and self-care. And Sarah asks, how do I keep myself calm during her epic meltdowns? The million dollar question. The million dollar question. I know. For me, it does come back to to being having more awareness around development and realizing it is not you. Yeah. It is not you. It is not you. It is not you. It is their little brain that is does not have the skills for how to deal with these big emotions yet, and they feel safe in your space, and so they are having their big feelings Mm -hmm. and. Um, so for like, I remember when, um, when my daughter was hit that, hit the effing fours, I think we talked about this. Um, and for me it was like, Oh, you know, she had this crazy episode where she was throwing herself up against the door saying, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. And I'm like, I am not even like 20 feet from you. You know, I mean, I am like, you are a psychotic land. (laughs) And I was able, because, because I know, because I knew developmentally, this is just where she's at. She's flooded with her big emotions right now. She's totally just fried. Right. Um, I was able to be like, Oh, look, she's in her little right brain right now. Like, Oh, there's that spurt in development. And I can really have that empathy. So I think it does help to just keep coming back to what is expected right now. You know, um, it is not expected that they have incredible impulse control and delay of gratification and the communication skills to express themselves. Mm -hmm. So, um, so just acknowledging this is this is just where they are developmentally, I think helps have that space for you to just kind of look at them as little beings and not get sucked into the storm. And then the other thing that really helps me stay regulated is that I know that this is a moment for them to learn how emotional regulation, what emotional regulation does look like. Right. So that's my chance. Right. If I have a tantrum right along with them, then that just reinforces their tantrum. Right. If I'm taking deep breaths and I'm st- and I'm getting into my body and I'm really like trying to relax the tension in my shoulders, or I'm walking away, or you know, or if I'm sl- if I'm quieting my voice, I'm mm-hmm. quiet. I get really quiet 
when they're having big, loud screaming things, I lower more, you know, I just, it's that moment that I think here's where they learn. Yeah. Well, and something that I talk, have been working with people a lot lately is practicing self-regulation when you don't need it. Like being really intentional. I think that's mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm, Being really intentional mm -hmm. about, you know, just taking a moment in the middle of the day checking in with where you're at, probably on some kind of automatic pilot because we spend a lot of our time in automatic pilot and not necessarily Mm -hmm. in awareness. And then shifting into like, oh, if I wanted a calm body right now, what would I do? You Mm -hmm. know, feeling my feet Mm -hmm. on the floor is something that helps me, pulling back my shoulders, opening my heart, practicing that shift when the stakes are low so that when my child is throwing her body up against the door and having a really hard time, or for us it looks, you know, it's actual door slamming and the eye rolling Mm -hmm. and the teen girl stuff, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I get to be like, okay, so my calm body is ever more familiar to me because I practice it. Yes. It's muscle memory, right? So yeah, if we don't, if we're not practicing exactly, if we're not practicing it, then how are we going to be able to access it in those moments? And there are some really cool, I mean, I am pretty technologically low. Um, but I mean, there are some cool things where you can like, your phone goes off once once an hour, you know, and you like, or where, you know, or like at the stoplight, you, every time you're at a stoplight, you take that deep breath and you roll your shoulders back or you just check in like, where does my body feel right now? And you do a quick body scan. So there are some good tricks along the way too. I think that's so important, Casey. You're absolutely right. If your body doesn't know what to do and you don't practice it, then how are you going to get there when they're having that big tantrum? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jules. This has been Casey, so great. Thank you. It's always so fun to chat with you and to be a part of your tribe. So thank you for having me, You're truly. Welcome. Listeners, thank you for all that you've contributed. Thank you for showing up and listening and, as always, supporting this show. If you're looking to continue the conversation, head over to the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group. It's, as many of you know, it's a supportive community of like-minded parents looking to grow and discuss and share on this parenting journey. And then, Julieta, we can find you at sprout- besproutable.com, right? Besproutable.com, besproutable.com. Okay, mm-hmm. and where else can we find you? Do you guys have a – are you on Facebook? I know you're on Absolutely. Facebook. Absolutely. We have a very active Facebook. We have, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter and um, lots of great stuff all there. So if you head over to our website, you can get connected with all of – Um, those other ways um, social media wise yay and all those links will be in the show notes thanks Jules thank you thank you so much If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.